moment for me in Stranger Things is, you know, I'm not done with the uh, whole show yet, but I'd say so far the scariest moment for me has been that episode where one of the characters, I don't want to say which one, I don't want to spoil it for people, but one of the characters at the very end of the episode has kind of a seizure and is giving out a real creepy screech, and then um, the screen kind of cuts to black. And there's a couple seconds before the credits roll. And, and and in that couple seconds where it was just my screen was black, I could see my reflection, just kind of a big, fat piece of shit. I've been watching Netflix for about 13 hours now. I had KFC for lunch. Probably going to have it for dinner. My wife hasn't left me yet, but... I know she's gonna. I don't think I'm suicidal, but sometimes I'll be driving down the road and I'll think, you know, if someone were to come into my lane going the other direction, like about to hit me head on, maybe I, I'd just let it happen, not try and get out of the way. Tall bridges can be tough too. I'll think when I'm driving over a tall bridge, I'll think, you know, if I just jerk my steering wheel real hard to the right, maybe I'll hit the water hard enough that they won't be able to tell that I did it on purpose. Anyway, that was the scariest moment for me. Got a real good long look into the abyss in that moment. And uh, it's a good show. I think I give it two thumbs up. Hey, guys. So we had a huge bonus episode here uh, with Drew from ToothpasteForDinner.com, The Worst Things For Sale, uh, Married to the Sea, all kinds of great stuff. Uh, it turned out really great. What I wanted to do was uh, throw you guys a, a bone, or should I say a turkey leg, here over the holidays and give you this free preview of the YKS Premium Package you can receive by heading on over to patreon.com slash your Kickstarter sucks. Kick us about $5 a month. Uh, you're going to get access to hours and hours of premium YKS content, including the remainder of this Interview. This is actually the second half I did with Drew. Uh, we brought back our favorite joke blogger segment. Uh, but there is about, um, there's something close to an hour uh, with Drew on uh, all the other things in the world that we wanted to talk about. Uh, it's really good stuff. Drew's a smart guy. Um, a lot of interesting things to say, so I suggest checking that out. Um, and if you don't like smart guys, we also just have stuff with me and Mike on there too. So you don't have to necessarily listen to a smart man talk. Um, you can listen to uh, two uh, big fat guys who don't know anything. Uh, and that's on the Patreon page at your Kickstarter sucks. Ah, fuck. It's like, uh, you know what it is. Patreon.com slash your Kickstarter sucks. You, you know what to just type it in. You can Google it. Hey, you can uh, Bing it or whatever. So anyways, like I said, uh, you're coming in here about halfway through. Uh, so enjoy that. And if you want to hear the rest, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna need to charge you for that one, uh, but every, the first taste is free. 
All right. So uh, have a good Thanksgiving, and uh, you'll hear from me soon. But I won't hear from you because this is just kind of like a one-way thing. Anyways, all right. See ya. I do want to do one final segment here with you, Drew, before I let you go. It is one thing that the listeners love the most and that Mike also hates the most. So that's why I've chosen to take it out on you this week um, as Mike is in absentia. Uh, it's the Joke Blogger Top 10. All right. Uh, we don't, me. Yeah, we don't, have, we don't have a theme for this, but if you're, if you're familiar with uh, if you're not familiar with the Joke Blogger talk, Top 10, uh, jokeblogger.com is a website that, uh, for reasons uh, unbeknownst to me, collects in an extremely like GeoCities-type fashion uh, tweets from comedians, uh, maybe I would say uh, aspiring comedians, um, and organizes them by topic and takes them out of context and makes them look uh, as completely unfunny as they possibly can. Uh, it, it also doesn't hurt that these tend to be not very funny. So what I like to do is I like to read 10 of these bad boys in a top 10 style uh, and then get uh, and then get Mike's impression on whether he thinks they are good, great or excellent. And then let him know how many numbers this thing did on Twitter. So uh, if you're game for that, I'll go ahead and start now with the with the first one on the list. Yeah, let's go. Okay, the first one comes to us from M Blackman thirty seven uh, on Twitter, who has actually uh, apparently heard us uh, bagging on him on the show and likes the show and followed us on Twitter. Um, but I feel like it would be uh, biased if I didn't uh, rake him over the coals for this tweet, uh, in which he writes: "If Bernie Sanders is going to give the opening night speech at the women's convention, then Hillary Clinton should host Monday Night Football." Hmm. So that was uh, a while back. Bernie was going to go give a speech at the women's convention. And he says, yeah. well, that's the Hillary Clinton should be on Monday Night Football. So what, what do you think about that one? Pretty good. Did you like that one? That was uh, now I, I feel like I understand the structure, but I feel like uh, I feel like it I feel like it didn't. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it didn't hit for some reason. I, I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't land for me either, and uh, it was a little bit of a dud on Twitter as well. Just 10 retweets and 46 likes uh, on that Hillary Clinton joke. Yeah, so. I think I think you got to have uh, – I think you got to have the touch of the um, women are not men, so therefore uh, they do not like football. I think you got to have like a touch of that. Yeah, there's a, there's a thread missing somewhere. Um, I feel no. Okay. Yeah, you're right. There's an assumption you would have to make for that. If you laugh at that joke, there's like an assumption you would have to make that like that I'm not only missing, but like I don't know exactly what it is. So un unfortunately, I mean, I I'm I'm I I do feel good that he is trying to keep Bernie relevant by uh, looping him in. So I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you're a big burning bro. I am an 
I'm not going to say it, Jesse. You already, when I said before the thing, and I'm not going to say it again, because I don't want you to have twice the chance of finding it in the audio file. But when I said the thing before, anyway, go ahead. What's what's the next joke? What's the next joke on the list? The next joke comes to us, uh, comes to Joke Blogger, I guess, actually, from uh, Mr. Tommy Campbell, a frequent contributor to the Joke Blogger Top 10. Uh, Mr. Tommy Campbell writes, uh, White House confirms Donald Trump is so excited about Broadcom in the USA because he thinks they are a supplier of hot broads. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. Broadcom, uh, sort of a play on Broadcom. It's like a tech company. They do like modems and stuff. Donald Trump thinks they're a supplier of hot broads. So what'd you think about that one? I, that's, uh, I'll, I'll tell you what, I, I feel like, um, so there's a guy at the park and, um, I don't like him, but he's always out and I don't know what his deal is. Cause he's never, I've never stopped him and asked him what his deal is, but he, um, will always, always talk to me. I know he recognizes me cause I like going, I walk in the park, whatever, um, and I feel like this is something that he would say to me, and I feel like I would give him the podcast laugh. I feel like I would, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I give him one of those, like, stop talking to me. Right. Right. Cause he's, cause he has, I mean, I don't want to assume, but let's just say that my experience with him seems to point to the fact that he um, maybe doesn't totally get how to interact with people. And I feel bad. Um, so I like talk to him, but also I don't want to talk to him for that long. Like, let's just be real. Right. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta cut some uh, people out of your life. Um, for you, it's strangers in the park and that's fine. Um, yeah. You, next gotta, up we, you gotta draw the line. We got one here from stop eating bees on Twitter. Uh, this is a hashtag joke. Oh, that's going to be wacky. <laughs> like right off the bat. Uh, the hashtag is uh, make song lyrics woke. Uh, and you are, of course, a Bernie bro. So you know all about being woke. Yeah. The song goes like this. Like a virgin, I'm a social construct used to enforce medieval gender politics. Like a virgin. Yeah. yeah hashtag make song lyrics woke. Make song lyrics woke. Okay. So I've so I've heard the song. Yeah. I feel so you know, we're we're talking about computers writing humor. I feel like um <laughs> the thing is, the thing that always gets me about this kind of stuff, this this joke blogger stuff, is uh, it's always like three quarters of a joke. It's like um if you went to, uh, and you got on a sailboat and you're ready to go and you hoist the sail up and there's an enormous uh, there's an enormous chunk missing out of the sail obviously the wind is not going to push on the sail i've never been sailing but i've just i've seen pictures of it so i know how it works yeah i, I have the go, concept of a sailboat down yeah there's a giant rectangular hole in the sailboat 
and you go on, there's some guy that's called, I don't remember the guy's name, Wacky Bees or whatever. And he's super excited. And he's like, are you ready to sail? And you're like, you're missing something, <laughs> dude. Like something is not 100 here. Right. Yeah. And he, but he doesn't notice because, you know, people, well, I, th- I think people have a lot of the time people get tunnel vision and they they want a concept to work so badly they're they're willing to kick it out the door and hope the people get where they're going. Well, 325 people got where he was going on this. This one racked up 95 retweets and 325 likes for a hashtag joke in 2017. Boy, it's it's hard to beat. I should note also that Mr. Tommy Campbell got 37 and 309 for his Broadcom joke. Don't want to leave him flapping in the wind like a rectangular hold sail there. Uh, so just got to give him his due. <laughs> Um, 90, next up, 93 retweets, 90, on, yeah, 95 retweets on stop well, eating I'll t- bees. I'll um, tell you, I'll tell you what I think about that. I think people appreciated like the spirit. I think it was, I think even though the joke obviously didn't quite get there, I think people are like that, you know, I, I agree with him. Right. So I agree was, with him. He was, <laughs> Yeah, it, it wasn't a joke, but I agree with the premise that um, being uh, that I agree with the general idea that um, being nice to people is good. So I think I think that's all it takes sometimes. That's what I take away from Twitter as well. Um, it's good to be nice. So uh, the next one we got here comes to us from. At Chris is joking. Chris Rogers uh, on Twitter. Uh, his joke is actually about Twitter. Maybe you've uh, maybe heard about this. They expanded the tweet length to 280 characters. Okay, so that means that Chris has got even more room to play with when it comes to this joke. Uh, here he goes. He says using 280 characters is like when you've already sealed the date with a girl you like, but you just keep talking and ruin it. Hashtag 280 characters. All right. All right. So sealed the date with a girl you like is maybe sealed not a, the, that's not a phrase. I think he messed up the phrase a little bit. I think he mixed, uh, I think he mixed his metaphors there. Maybe sealed the date. Yeah. So if you get married, so if you get, okay. So I think what he, here's what I think he did. I think he's trying to do like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Like you got your chocolate and my peanut, right? Mm -hmm. And I think he's thinking of save the date for a wedding. And then I think he's thinking of uh, sealed the deal, which um, I think means having sex. That's our president loves to seal deals, Drew. Oh, is that what that means? Our president is a big time deal sealer. So maybe that's what he was thinking of. But yeah, he definitely goofed. Um, and also, I'm not sure the med. I'm not sure it works. So the uh, I don't want to distract from this uh, from this phrase, which is which is uh, which was put forth as if it is a joke. I don't want to distract from that. But when uh, the president says um, the art of the deal is uh, so that's having sex. That's that's what I take it as. Um, I'm not sure if that's how he means it, but that's what I'm. I'm every time Donald Trump moves his lips, I'm thinking about sex. So uh, that's all I know. I yeah. can just speak for myself on that one. So 
this one popped off with nine retweets and 37 likes on Twitter. So um, sort of a thud on this one. I don't. Yeah, he didn't really he didn't seal the date on this tweet um, is what I think. But um, I feel like uh, I feel like and, and I don't know. I don't remember uh, Chris is joking. I, and again, if, if you're listening, Chris, I don't have any particular insight on your life. However, I will say um, that writing something and saying that you're going to seal the date with a girl and you keep talking, um, it, it's like me and Jesse having jobs. I feel like maybe <laughs> that's a foreign concept to you. I feel like you're just kind of stabbing at it. And you know that it happened somewhere, but you've never seen it. I, I'm just being objective. I'm not insulting or anything. I'm saying that's what I'm picking up from it. That's fair. Uh, the let's see here. We got a we got another one. Uh, this one is from at this tall awk girl uh, Marie Connor on Twitter. She writes: um, Never be a Kevin Spacey. Always be a Captain Von Trapp. Christopher Plummer. Um, so one thing I've noticed that she does in her tweets is she puts like key, she like keywords, her tweets for some reason, which to me seems to be a misunderstanding of how the micro blocking platform works. Um, you don't have to put keywords at the end of your post so that people will find them. Um, so it's very strange. There's. So there's like extra like search engine stuff in. Yeah, there? she well she does it a lot. So she'll write a joke or a thought and then put a keyword at the end of it as just a standalone sentence. So in this case, it's Christopher Plummer. Um, it's a I, I know that he's a, what the joke is about, but it's a non sequitur in the sense that it's not a grammatical sentence. It's just two words at the end of it in its own sentence. So I think she's trying to keyword her tweets so that if people are searching. Christopher Plummer, they'll see her talking about Kevin Spacey. Uh, always be a Captain Von Trapp, she says. Uh, this one popped off with 118 retweets and 786 likes. So, wow, there's, there's something I'm. I missing. don't know why uh, I'm familiar with the Kevin Spacey concept. So when she says uh, the wording was never be Kevin Spacey. Yeah, never be Kevin Don't Spacey. Be, never be Kevin Spacey. Okay, so I get that. So that's I know what she's referring to, and um, because he, uh, gosh, I I, I mean I'm kind of. I know that he just got caught doing something bad. I don't I don't remember what uh he was he was having sex. Yeah. He did, something he sex did. related. I don't know I don't know the captain though. Who's the captain? The captain is the um the one of the lead characters in the musicals, The Sound of Music. And I know you hate musicals, so you oh. so you wouldn't you wouldn't ca- you wouldn't pick up on that. Christopher Plummer uh played Captain Von Trapp um in the nineteen fifty musical mm. uh The Sound of Music. But this doesn't hold together as a joke um, in any way. Um, and it really doesn't make a lot of I've, sense if you've seen the musical either. So, Okay. Well, no, I've, I've seen the musical and actually uh, it, was a, it was a strange moment in my life. Uh, I was, I believe I was six and I was in first grade, whatever grade you're in when you're six. And we went downtown 
and we saw a production of The Sound of Music, and the teachers were hyping us up before, and they said, this is going to be great. And we left, and the kids seemed like they were pumped, and I, I did not like it. I didn't like how the narrative was uh, progressed through singing, and I didn't like uh, the way that people talked on stage. I didn't like any of it. I thought it was incredibly bizarre. And and it was like probably one of the first times where I had experienced something because, you know, I was a kid in the 80s. And so it's like, hey, E.T., watch this movie, E.T. And, you know, you watch the movie and you're like, yes, the alien needs Reese's Pieces. It's a good movie. You agree with everybody that it's a good movie. Uh, I, I think going and seeing The Sound of Music and the fact that I don't remember who the guy is maybe uh, uh you know, uh, I've probably uh, blocked things out from that day, but uh, I remember just having this extremely alienating feeling like I, I missed something, like there's something fucked up in me that I didn't like this musical that's apparently famous and that everybody else really enjoyed. I, I just, narrative singing, it just does something, it does something wrong. Well, I, but I then love saying, it. That's no, that's fine. That's totally normal. And then on top of it saying, don't be Kevin Spacey, right. like, oh, yeah, don't, you know, abuse your power and privilege to uh, sexually abuse other people. Uh, yeah, you think? Is that a great basis for a joke? Hey, guys, don't go out and fuck people unless they want you to and they can give informed consent. Yeah, uh, thanks. That's a great basis for a joke. <laughs> it's, it's really begging for a punchline. Really, yeah, that is really funny. Hey, do you know the famous sexual offender? Well, <laughs> here's something I'd like you to keep in mind, says Drew is joking. <laughs> Don't be a famous sexual offender. Be a famous sexual befriender. <laughs> so that would be... So that's where I would go with that. Hey, you know the guy that's been all over the news and everything he's ever done is being deleted and canceled? Don't do what he did, which are multiple felonies. Yeah, do better. Don't, yeah, don't, uh, you know, hurt people and break the law. So that's a pretty good, uh, I don't know that it works as a joke, but I feel like the advice is spot on. Yeah, agreed. Uh, next up, we got one from at Real Ham on Rye, and of course, that's spelled W R Y, so you know what you're in for here. Oh yeah, Ham on Rye writes in uh, note due to using the the I, I add parenthetically he's using the fabulous joke format where you say note before you uh, say the joke, which I think was popularized in uh, the 1770s. Uh, he says. Note, due to allegations leveled against Harvey Weinstein and Kevin Spacey, all free mustache rides for Movember tweets are cat are canceled. Oh, all right. So, because of the celebrities being gross, you're not you can't give out free mustache rides for Movember. You can't tweet that. So people are really uh so people out there are really Digging into the whole fact that uh, serial sexual offenders uh, really hurt 
a lot of people and in some cases probably destroyed their their lives their you know professional lives if not their you know in, internal sense of cohesion so uh yeah it's a real crack em up uh so that's a good that's a good bait i mean i don't know about you but you know i sit down and jesse i know you use twitter a lot and you crack it open and you get that blank window and you know like you said it used to say 140 now it's got the spinning wheel that tells you how good you did and you say what am i going to do and you look over there at the left and you say ah there's uh there was an enormous natural disaster mm-hmm. in um montana so i'm going to start and i'm going to say don't be the montana landslide <laughs> be um the ohio trophy for being a good guy yeah (laughs) yeah that's generally i mean if there's just any way that i can just take somebody or or even a group of people who have been the victim of just a, a horrible crime that i wouldn't wish on anybody like if just a really soul destroying crime that just there's no joy in any aspect of it. If I can take that and just try to get that into my personal comedy brand that, Hey, you know, uh, this guy really, you know, yeah, there were a lot of people hurt in that landslide, but, uh, you know, he really turned it around. He really made me laugh at all of the dead and permanently disabled people that uh, resulted from that enormous natural disaster. That is uh, that is really funny. Oh, and they were um, and they were all women, and all the women who uh, wanted to get a job in Montana had to be in a landslide. <laughs> yeah. Um, whenever I open that Twitter box, the first thing that comes to my mind is rape, 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 rape. And I just try to figure out a way to say that in a way that's funny. And uh, I feel like if I just keep knocking on that door, I'm going to get in eventually. But uh, I guess I'll just have to settle for hashtag jokes and stuff until I can figure out the perfect rape joke that these guys are so close to cracking the code on. Um, This one went out for 37 retweets and 70 likes. Um, my biggest problem with it was not the insensitivity that you point out, but the fact that he confuses free mustache rides and Movember. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if that makes sense that, uh, if everyone is going to grow a mustache, the mustache rides then become free. Uh, it seems to me that if more people are getting into the mustache ride business, uh, that, that. Well, I don't know. Maybe pri- would prices come down if more people had mustaches for mustache rides? Why? Well, I, I think it's like uh, I think it's like we were talking uh, on the other subject. I think the guy is just trying to. I think he's trying to put ideas together, and I think it's like the Venn diagram theory. And uh, I I know you've talked about this with regard to Kickstarters, and I talk about it in regard to to products that are already made and already for sale. Uh, that sometimes you take two ideas, you'd say, hey, um, what if Doctor Who uh, was written in um, Shakespearean verse? Or what if um, the movie or the TV show Sherlock, which has uh, the guy who looks like the kid from Deliverance and he's moving stuff around and he's twitching out and he's moving stuff around in the air. 
what if that were written in the style of the original Beowulf? <laughs> and you just take two things and you smash them together. So I think he was saying, so mustache ride means uh, cunnilingus, right? Yes. And then Movember. Is also so a mustache Mo- thing. <laughs> so that is um, November, but you grow a mustache in November. Mm-hmm. So I I think So I think we're back to the whole I think we're back to the whole um sex thing that these guys can't get away from where he's saying for the whole month of November um I will I'll perform oral sex and I think that's a little bit um I don't know I think yeah, I, I think if you approach sexual activity in a way that does not objectify people who are involved in it, or even if you do it in such a way, if you say, hey, I'm so bad at mustache rides, or I'm so bad at uh, giving the mustache... I don't, I've never used that, by the way. I've never used that term. So I don't know, like exactly. That uh, sounds like you're an expert, actually. How I I don't know the syntax of mustache rides, but uh, yeah, I I feel like it's a little. Um, I feel like he's really trying to get that in there, like uh, you know, Louis, the guy, the comedian who, as of the time of this podcast, as of the time of recording this, this was very recently that um. The New York Times came out and said, hey, did you know that Louis C.K. cornered a bunch of people and jacked off at them like really aggressively? And then, you know, obviously there's like about 400 women that said, yeah, we all said this like three years ago that this was a thing that he's been doing for a very long time. Uh, I I feel like the mustache rides is maybe the guy chucking out there, just like Louis C.K. had had entire ten minute long bits about how much he loved to jack right. off. I feel like the mustache ride is the guy being like, "Hey, I'm just joking about the topic, but if you want to have non consensual oral sex, I'm your man." <laughs> I just feel like well, there's your T-shirt he's throwing it out there. Yeah, yeah. This this uh this chicken breeder loves non-consensual oral sex. <laughs> and I would not I'm by the way, I'm criticizing this guy. I'm not saying that that is a funny subject. Right. to make uh to make a joke about unless uh in unless you're using the subject to criticize privilege, but that's a whole can of worms and and I would just say, you know, let's stay away from that. And who is the guy that wrote that? Uh, that was Ham on Rye. Okay, Ham, I would avoid that topic. Um, and I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to guess, Jesse. I'm going to say 20 retweets or fewer on that one. I'm going to uh, final answer is my guess on that. No, this one, uh, this one actually uh, grabbed 37 and 70. So you're, wow. so you're on the order. You were in the ballpark, but, uh, but you shortchanged him wow. a little bit. Um, well, I don't want to give him all the attention. Uh, we've got a couple more here to, to get through in the top 10. Uh, this one comes from Emily Rosenberg on Twitter. Uh, Emily writes, president Obama arrived to serve jury duty in Chicago today. 
Joe Biden was selected as an alternate. All right. Uh, so sometimes right, they yeah. select alternates um, for jury trials. And then I guess you could also think maybe about a vice president being an alternate um, to the president. Right. So that's where that one comes from. Don't think it actually happened. Uh, just more of a silly uh, joke. This one, uh, this one nabbed one like. Uh, so Emily Rosenberg has oh. a, a very small number of followers compared to all the other comedians on Joke Blogger. Uh, one of the things about Joke Blogger is you can just uh, sign up to be on there and and put whatever you uh, like on there, and they don't really look at it, um, which is part of what makes it so great. Um, Another thing uh, about Joke Blogger is, uh, did, I'm reading this straight from the page. Did you know that comedians love it when you spread their jokes around? Check out our nifty share options that help you help them at the bottom of each post. So if you're on Joke Blogger, make sure to check that out. Uh, pass uh, pass these jokes around. So what do you think about that one from Emily Rosenberg about Joe Biden being uh, an alternate for jury duty? Well... Uh- First off, I I have to say, given the past few, I think it's refreshing that it was just a joke about um, somebody murdering the (laughs) ex-president and not, you know, something really just unseemly. Like, let's get off the sex stuff. Let's get on to just, you know, now that he's... You know, now that he's an ex-president, he might die during jury, right? So I think that's what she was really going for there. Um, Accidental death, yeah. Or or it was, um, you know, sometimes, Jesse, when you write jokes, you come up with, um, you come up with the major, you come up with the premise of the joke, and then the punchline has to subvert the premise. Mm-hmm. And I think the number one joke crime that you see out there is that people do not successfully subvert the premise. People will write a joke with an expected major, and instead of an unexpected minor, they will have an expected minor, like Kevin Spacey. That's an example of uh, a subtle joke you could make that references Kevin Spacey having sex with minors, which is, I believe, the nature of his crime, Mm -hmm. without getting too sick. So I may be on the wrong side of history there, but anyway. (laughs) So if you have the unexpected minor, and I'm talking about the second half of a joke, of course, then the joke works. Why did the chicken uh, cross the road to get to the other side, but that... The unexpected bit of that is that um, he might get run over and he would go, um, uh, you know, spiritually to the other side of our living plane. And so he would go um, to chicken hell. And so that's really the joke is you tell it and then you tell it to a child and then the five-year-old, you can see like the flames in their eyes as they imagine the chicken just burning in hell, um, dead forever for eternity, but also suffering. So the Obama joke, President Obama went to serve jury duty in Chicago. It was the was the premise of the joke, right? President Obama, uh, former President Obama went to serve jury duty in Chicago. Um, 
it is expected that he will kill three of the jurors with drone strikes. Now, that would be like closer. That's still not good, but it's closer to what you would get because typically in a jury, you do not kill the other jurors. And in a court of justice, you definitely do not carry out extrajudicial killings. So that would be like closer. That would be like step one, right? You would evolve it. You would make it funny. But that would be where you would want to head with that. What do you think? I think you're going to need every bit of these 280 characters, bud. <laughs> um, next up, we got one here from Eric Brandstein. Eric writes, me sympathizing with the plight of a billionaire Saudi prince is almost as likely as me sympathizing with the plight of Kevin Spacey. There, there you go, man. The fucking Kevin Spacey. Yeah, well, it was big in the news. Yeah. So this one, uh, this guy's been featured on Sirius XM, CBS, Fox. Um, this one's rough for me. I didn't like this one. Uh, nine retweets and 31 likes uh, on an account with 42,000 followers. I think, I think that's a fail. Yeah, I think that one kind of sank. That sank immediately. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, hey, you know, uh, me sympathizing with the plight of a billionaire Saudi prince is almost as likely as this tweet going viral. <laughs> Would be my joke on Eric there. So, yeah. I I think you might I think you might catch some uh, I think you might catch some retweets on that. I think I could beat 9 and 31. I mean, I Man, uh I I feel like uh I feel like if my tweet got got nine slash thirty yeah, one, I feel like I would I would wake up the next day and I'd just look at it and I feel like I would delete it. I would not submit it. Yeah, you just forward. straight up delete your bad ones, which I respect. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, because uh you know, it's not about uh you know when you're when you're trying to write and cultivate an audience you it's not about me and it's not about my idea of what i like or dislike and it's not that i i want to allow you know a a mob of people who are anonymous who i don't know to tell me what's funny and not funny and yet that is the entire premise of twitter as it currently exists which is if it's very funny, then people will spread it around just because I don't believe in free will. They they feel like they have to do this. There is a drive that makes them tap the button and, and retweet it or like it or whatever. There's no free will. And so what you're doing when you're communicating in this many-to-many Model. So there's infinite people. I mean, you know, there's 1 billion people on Twitter and 800 million of them are bots, whatever. So you've got uh, uh, 200 million people and then you've got 200 million people and they're all communicating with each other and all the lines are crossing constantly. And so in this many to many communication model, what you're trying to do is express yourself in, in such a way and create little tiny bits of prose or, or, you know, little miniature bits of writing that resonate in the greatest way possible with the largest number of people. That is objectively what is successful 
on Twitter. And while that can lead you to create just some really awful, you know, cack where you're just posting things that people agree with, really as a humor writer, what you're trying to do is communicate your sense of humor in in a broad enough sense that a lot of people will like it. So it's absolutely why I delete uh uh my jokes and and you know it's uh I put something up and it's not funny and not a lot of people like it even if I like it, you know, I'll, I'll, a lot of the times I just delete it because I feel like hey you know, I've already read it. I thought of it and I read it myself and I got my enjoyment out of it. And if you guys don't like it, I don't need to leave it on the page to compete with my other stuff that maybe you'll see and you you like more. And, and I think you, Jesse, have have a few tweets that have really uh, that have really gone insane. You know, the other day um, now my computer's not loading here. But the uh, the other day I saw something that was really uh, really fantastic on your t- oh on wow your feed, and it was uh, and uh, I retweeted it and it said something like uh, you know me upon seeing that you uh, uh, disagree with like two percent of my small little corner of my political beliefs. And it's you telling somebody you are a fascist piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. And that that's fantastic. Everybody and that really that's that's totally true. I love that. And uh I'm as devoid of free will as you or anybody else. So I clicked retweet. <laughs> and really that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to communicate with people. And this Twitter, this many-to-many communication model is hell. I mean, really, for a lot of people, it changes the structure of their brain. People are are tied to it, and people are seeking dopamine. And really, so what you can do as as an artist, as a creator, is you can create limitations, or you can create rules for yourself. And this is what prevents you from from being like a dopamine monster that's just on your phone 16 hours a day, and like you're in the operating room, your baby's being born. You're like, hold on, like I just got a fave. I have to respond to this person, and and this and that, which is uh, the model that I think a lot of people use the site or use the service with. And and so that's really one of my limitations is is I want to go in. I just want to post stuff that uh, that I like, that I think is funny, and then delete everything that is not well liked. And then really what I've got is I've got the perfect little middle of a Venn diagram of stuff that I like to write and I like to read. And then other people also like, so that's, you know, if I wrote and I said, Hey, you know, the only thing that's, um, that's worse than the, uh, the Alabama lightning storm that killed everybody in Alabama is, uh, Kevin Spacey's lightning, which is his. (laughs) And then, that went over like a brick in a koi pond. I delete it because you know what? How much time do we have left? Do you re- do we really need to waste you know time, energy, resources? And and like you said, I've only got about three hours a day, which in which I'm like in a, uh, a human that can that can live. Like if you, if there's a picture of Homo sapiens in a book, 
Like I've got about three hours a day where I can live like that person the rest of the time. I'm just tired and, and hungry and either I need to drink beer or um, I can't drink any more beer. And it's just, right? It's a mess. We're just walking around in our tiny little stumpy legs <laughs> and our Hank Hill ass. Just between three hour periods, we don't need that. We've just got to concentrate on what works and what people love. And really, that's that's the only way to improve the uh, world. You said they had a picture of Homo sapiens in a book. I just wanted to ask you, uh, how did they get your picture in the book? Because <laughs> you are... Well. Uh, uh, so for the, uh, for these next two, I'm actually going to give you a great deal here, Drew. Uh, so, so, you, so um, I hope I'm not too late on this, but... Um, <laughs> Uh, I believe you just called me thinking man. And so for that, I'll say thank you. No, perfect. Go on. Perfect. Um, Go ahead. Uh, you love posting great deals on the worst things for sale.com. Uh, well, I'm going to give you a great deal uh, this time around. Uh, I'm going to give you three for two here. So we've got two spots left in the in the uh, joke blogger top 10. I'm actually going to give you three tweets. And I think you'll see why after I've read all three of them. Uh, they come from Alex Kaysberg on Twitter. Um, and if that name rings a bell somewhere in the deep recesses of your mind, uh, it's for good reason. This is the guy who is suing Conan O'Brien uh, for reading what he says is his uh, monologue joke um, during an episode of whatever the name of Conan O'Brien's show is. I don't know. I don't watch it. Uh, that joke was about Tom Brady, and, a, and it was a Super Bowl joke. Uh, he says he posted that on Twitter, and then the very next night, Conan O'Brien's monologue included a very similar joke. Um, and Alex uh, believes that he was stolen from and uh, is, is suing Conan O'Brien in court. Uh, it's still ongoing at this time. Uh, so when I read these jokes, know that you could be on the hook for a half a million dollar judgment if you steal them. So, so just right. no, I'm gonna leave leave him be, go retweet them yeah. if you have to. Um, but do not steal them. Uh, this is what Alex says. Again, we're going back to Louis C.K. Sorry, but that's that's what Alex was moved uh, to write about by his muse. He writes, apparently the C.K. and Louis C.K. stands for likes to pull his penis out. Um, he also writes, Louis C.K. canned by HBO. The C.K. stands for career killed. HBO stands for horrified by obscenity. Uh, finally, uh, this is the bonus. Five women have accused comedian Louis C.K. of sexual harassment. Apparently, the C.K. stands for career killer. So he kind of used that one again. Uh, but he's just blamming out there, uh, praying and spraying uh, with these. Uh, that's what C.K. stands for. Uh, oddly enough, C.K. doesn't actually stand for anything. It's just a phonetic spelling of uh, his nickname because his last name is sort of an unpronounceable uh, Spanish Polish uh, hybrid. It's called. It's like Slacky or something like that. So we just shortened it to CK uh, to make it easier. So ironically, it does not actually stand for anything. Um, but if it did, it probably would not be career killer. I mean, that would be almost too much of a coincidence. But uh, anyways, what do you think about Kaysberg here? Wow. Do you think that uh, he's going to have to sue um, Seth Meyers for stealing uh, his? That's what CK stands for. Jokes in a couple of weeks. Wow. So that's, so that was, I mean, that's the end. You read the end of it. That's correct. 
Okay. So. Okay. So that's, uh, so I see where he's going. So the premise he sets out is that the, um, his name is, uh, Louis CK. And then the, the CK stands for career killer. Um, or it, it could also stand this, for likes to sounds... pull his penis out. Oh yeah. yeah. Right. Okay. So I, I'm not getting, okay. So the, so I, no, I'm just envisioning the first letters L T P like likes to pull. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not li- like I'm not lining it up. I'm trying to do like uh, I'm trying, you know, the Sherlock right. thing, where you see the the guy from Deliverance, and instead of the banjo, he's got like the words, and he's blinking, and he's like moving them all around to try to yeah, put you, the stuff together. I'm doing, doing that. You're doing over the Minority here, Report thing with the the screen, and you're moving your hands around on it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm not computing. It's well, I've like actually a, found another one. Another plane has hit the towers. Uh, he also writes, um, Louis C.K. Uh, let's see. It's, oh, sh- I just, oh, apparently the C.K. and Louis C.K. stands for calloused knuckles. You don't. That's even. Uh, so the career killer is not mm-hmm. imaginative. It's not. Uh, it's not a play on words. So there's no like pun level humor. It's just saying that the guy's name turned out to be um, to spell out um, something that really happened to him. Like if you took the letters in Jesse and you said it turns out that Jesse stands for, you know, whatever. I don't know enough (laughs) words to do all the letters. But, uh, you know, if you said that's what that stands for. so that's like he he failed at the at the very task of writing a joke, but um, well, I don't want to say too much about him because I don't want him. I don't want to yeah, see him in then, court, you and know. Then, no, I'm not. No, and I'm I'm not. Uh, I I feel like I don't want to repeat too much of it. But let's just focus on the phrase "calloused knuckles." Now, what this brings to light is that this guy who has written the tweet, whose tweet. I am not stealing right. by saying this, but what I'm learning is that he apparently masturbates in such a way that causes abrasion to his knuckles, which are on the back of his hand, which is not traditionally associated with masturbation. So he's doing something, whether it's on a rough, you know, metal surface or uh, a wood surface. He might have sandpaper involved. He might be doing it in the sand, like at the beach or at the desert. But um, so Alex, or either that, or either he has his own personal experiences that would lead him to believe that excessive masturbation would um, cause the back of your hand to develop calluses, which are traditionally associated with wear, uh, and I think some level of tearing between the two layers of skin right. or something along those lines that he either has experience that leads him to believe that that's how Louis CK does masturbate or he is not familiar with what masturbation is. And so he has 
tried to imagine what it would look like. And his mental picture of how it's carried out is not anywhere near, you know, the experience that it seems many men, including Louis C.K. himself, who frequently mimes or used to mime the act of masturbating on stage, would uh, would associate with act of masturbating. Well, all I know is that it's a great joke. Uh, that's why it's at the top of the joke blogger top 10, where everybody wants to be. Um, we all want to be at the top only one person could get there, and this week it was Alex Kaysberg. Uh, please do not sue us, Mr. Kaysberg. Uh, we love your work. Um, well, uh, I think I've, I've kept you more than long enough. I promised you a short show, and it, it didn't end up being that way. Um, but I'm going to say that since there's no such thing as free will, we were always destined to do a long show. Um, so uh, you're just going to have to suck it up and deal with it. Um, so what what would you like to plug here at the end? We've talked, of course, about the worst things for sale. What else do you want people to look at that you did? Uh, I I just say honestly, you know, you could go to you could go to twitter dot com slash drew toothpaste and you could sign on there. Um, Twitter, of course, the famous um, Nazi website. Jesse and I are not Nazis. I'd like to reiterate, but we do belong to. Um, a site noted for white supremacy and enforcing, you know, white male privilege, et cetera, et cetera. So we're, we are both members, um, of, of the site called Twitter. So you could check me out there. Um, you could go to the worst things for sale.com. Um, I don't know. See, here's the thing is, I mean, you could go to all this stuff. You could do this. Um, it's incredibly hard to get somebody who is listening to something and they're probably not listening to me anymore. I mean, we've been on the phone like an hour or something. Nobody's listening to me. They just, it's background noise at this point. So you guys go to that. If you're, if you are actually listening, uh, to me, I understand why you would listen to Jesse. Um, cause you know, Jesse is more interesting and he is prepared for the show. Whereas <laughs> I have not. And, uh, you know, perhaps, and and I know something that happens to me with podcasts is um, I'll be reading something, or I'll be listening to the podcast, and then I'll see something, and I'll start reading it, and I realize I haven't listened. So, uh, again, anyway, you can go to The Worst Things for Sale. It would be lovely. I think you would like it if you like your Kickstarter sucks. Um, but if not, no big deal. Um, and if you're Alex, please don't sue us. We are protected under fair use law to make fun of you yeah that's right plus i have an umbrella insurance policy so good fucking luck bud you're not gonna get anything out of me um which drew i've got some umbrella policies to recommend uh for you uh, when we get off of here i'll i'll send you some links uh some affiliate links for travelers insurance uh so i can get a little kickback there but uh all right thanks for thanks for coming on and talking to me and uh and i'll i'll talk to you uh after we hang up with this we'll just keep talking for hours on end if that's okay yeah, as usual. Sounds awesome. All right, man. Take it easy. Have a good one. Hey, ragazzi. Vi eh, ascolto da tipo la seconda puntata e mi fate sempre sbacanare dalle risate. Chiamavo per il vostro... Come si chiama? Prompt. Eh, purtroppo in Italia non facciamo dolcetto e scherzetto, quindi ecco, chiamavo per dirvi quando fate queste cose, assicuratevi che siano applicabili a tutti gli stati. Ecco, grazie. Eh, vabbè, bella. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed this preview behind the curtain of what you can get as a YKS Premium subscriber. And I also hope you enjoyed the uh, the voicemail that's in Italian that this guy keeps leaving for us. Um, 
I know enough to know that it's Italian, but um, I'm sorry, I don't really know what the rest of it says. But I am enjoying them, so thank you for leaving them. Um, so instead of um, buying an orphan a toy this Christmas, why not buy your friends, Mike and Jesse, um, whatever you can get for $5 now, like a bag of seed or something, I don't know. Um, or you can uh, get the toy too. I'm not trying to Bob Cratch at you. I don't know how much money you got. But anyways, for $10, buy me um, a little uh, spinning top and then give an orphan uh, some stale bread um, if you've got $10. So anyways, I uh, hope you enjoyed this uh, regular episode coming out soon. Uh, so stay tuned uh, for that on the old uh, thing. Okay, bye.